Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I don't know what you want me to do about your aunt. Her legs are gone. Why are you getting your legs cut off at 60? That means your diet's bad. You know, it's just like she didn't eat right. Like, drink water. Like, okay. special episode we are at the dawn of the age of a brand new housewives franchise andy blessed us by bringing the real housewives of salt lake city join with me to talk about the premiere episode great internet friend jay reyna hi hey what's up are you so excited <laughs> i have I... lots of uh lots of feelings there's lots to unpack emotionally yeah, yeah. <laughs> into it so let me ask you the first question when bravo announced that salt lake city was going to be the new franchise what were your feelings about that were you excited i was i was excited but it was more of just like okay that's interesting let's because i mean obviously like it's not the first city that jumps off of everyone's brain like when you're like what should the new city be and i was just kind of like huh okay yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody had been calling <clears throat> for Chicago. And yes. so when they announced that, I'm like, interesting, interesting. We're begging for diversity. And you gave us one of the whitest towns <laughs> top of my head. So that was interesting. I was really not looking forward to it and really like telling myself what I always do, which is like, I'm not going to watch this. And then it was like, you know, the trailer comes out and I'm like, mm. Maybe. Yeah, the trailer didn't even blow me away either. Didn't impress me much, right? Uh-huh. Um, so tell just to like introduce everybody to you. 
What is your top housewives franchise? Who's your favorite housewife? Oh man, I guess um, Potomac is quickly taking over just generally everything of any category. Correct. <laughs> it's just it's getting stronger and stronger. Like it was getting stronger and stronger every season, but this season I think it's getting stronger and stronger every episode. Hmm. Um. So right now I'm confident to say like I love Potomac, and Potomac's my number one. I am a little um, biased and impartial to Dallas just because that's my hometown franchise. Correct. Yeah. And I'm excited to see the next season with the cast with the new ladies coming in. Um, there's gonna be two ladies, new housewives this season. I think one of them's a friend of, I don't know, but I've just from reading what like just being on like housewives Twitter and Instagram, like one new full time Dallas housewife and one friend of that are coming in, which I'm excited about. Um yeah. it, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I feel like I cut you off. No, I was just going to ask, um, how do you feel about, if we're going to talk about Potomac, Giselle versus Karen? Does any, do they hold, does one hold a place in your heart over the other one? What's funny is that I do right now subscribe to just like Karen Hive that is like happening right now, just because she's having a really good season. Yeah. I didn't really feel much towards Karen for a while. Um. I guess I really started liking her probably around like season two-ish. The the press conference thing was incredible. Um, but, you know, maybe sh- there's somebody perhaps jotting some things down for her to say. But her confessionals this season are just so stunning and just like incredible. Just incredible. Just like work and just it's I, I love her. She's one of my favorites right now. But um, I've never really felt much about Giselle. Okay, I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) She, I always feel like she is the one who is, who isn't as natural as she, as everyone else is on camera. I always feel like I can tell that she's on being a housewife. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She's here for the storylines and the content. She's here to move. Yeah, and she drives them a little too hard to where, like, I can tell that she's, like, in housewives mode where... You know, kind of the point of it is to not really tell when they're in that kind of mode. But with Giselle, it's like, especially this season, where I'm like, oh, she's like trying to produce scenes and just like, I can tell that she's doing it. Yeah, especially between Karen and Wendy, and it's grating on my nerves. Yeah, and she, like, her just straight up is like, why don't y'all talk about that? I heard y'all are fighting. I'm like, come on, that, even in this setting, that's just not like appropriate to ask. <laughs> I, I fully agree. So let's talk about the premiere episode of Salt Lake City. Let's start with the taglines because I wrote them all down. Okay, great, because I did not, and I just realized that like as you were starting that sentence. <laughs> um, so we started off with Jen Shaw, and hers is, in this town, I'm Queen Bee and MP- MVP. What do you think about that? It's, it's, I mean, it could be any housewife who said that one. I was kind of unimpressed with that one specifically. Yeah, I have. It's kind a- of like, it felt like a filler one. Right. Well, I I also have PTSD from Kyle constantly saying like in this town in Beverly <laughs> City, I just I can't take it anymore. And if Kyle dares to, you know, say it again next season, I'm gonna watch, it. And I, I watch the season again. <laughs> <laughs> in this town, 
um so next is lisa barlow she says when you take cheap shots always expect a hangover i love that one so much (laughs) it's so dumb to where i'm just like it's genius it's so dumb it's dumb it's layered to shout out to her many tequila lines I think it's probably the smartest thing that she could do. And, and I, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you got to meet people where they're at, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Whitney Rose is next one. And she says, this Rose isn't scared to handle a little prick. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I read in my notes, like, I wish I grew up and had Whitney's voice. <laughs> like i want it like i i want to talk like whitney like i can't even do it it's just when she was speaking i was like oh that's really like her speaking like cadence style yeah and it really <laughs> speaks to like just the whole life that she's lived it's like you know that nothing really bad has gone on like she's just been able to float through and be rich and pretty yeah which is you know all we want for ourselves Exactly. <laughs> Just to, uh, to be a rich white woman. <laughs> Sounds fun. Can't relate. I can't uh, relate. <laughs> Meredith Marks is next, and hers is jealousy. This, uh, excuse me. Jealousy is a disease. Oh my god, jealousy <laughs> is a disease. To which I say, get well soon. <sighs> I did not love that one. I yeah, that's another one that like falls flat for me as well. I'm just like, ah, okay. it's too explanatory. Like, it's the to which I say, and it's like you're like you're setting it up, and I like I don't need the setup. Like we've all heard this motto before. Like, and you didn't even say it right, and I get it's because she's Mormon, she probably can't say bitch, but like, <laughs> I, I, I just didn't like it, didn't love it. But I think I really like Meredith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot. I'm looking at my notes. I forgot I did not write the taglines. I just said that. Excuse me. Um, so the next one is Mary Cosby. The breakout, probably the one that everybody's been talking about as, as far as a character. And hers mm-hmm. is, love God, but I will read you like a scripture. That one is fine. It's it's good. I won't say it's excellent, but I was like, okay, this one works. That one worked for me. <laughs> the she's the only one who mentions religion which i find is interesting because they kind of like hyped this franchise up as like kind of like mormon based religious based and uh-huh. even has like kind of a choral tone to it very christian vibes yeah i guess i didn't realize yeah you're right um so the next one is heather gay just like my pioneer ancestors, I'm trying to blaze a new trail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I was telling my friends earlier that I do find it um, um, refreshing. Probably not the word that these women are wealthy due to things that are kind of only tangentially based in bigotry. Yeah. It's not like a southern charm where it's like clearly we're on grandpappy's uh, you know plantation. <laughs> yes. 
you know, the the old money is interesting money. S- something that we have not seen before. Yeah. I, um, I'm liking this new nepotism. Same. No, just the whole, like, and I didn't do a lot of research. I just haven't had the time, but just, like, looking up, like, because, like, let me brush up on, like, my knowledge of all of this. And yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, wait. I get like I knew it was bad, but just like reading like the few stuff that I did read, I was like, "Oh, this shit sucks." Right. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. I mean, like, and then she's like living out there, like, my, just like my pioneer. <laughs> so I was like, "No, no, reel it back." Right. <laughs> it's about being like a purebred, and I'm like, "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't like that. All right. <laughs> Um, and in the opening credits, Heather and Jen get center snowflake. I noticed, yeah, that's gonna be really fun to see like all of that unravel. I I wanna see how and if they actually earn that right. That's big. It is. And I mean, with this one episode alone, I feel like anyone could have taken the center snowflake just because of how just chaotic the entire first episode was. I mean, they gave us so many themes of, like, all franchise seasons in one episode. Like, I couldn't believe it. There was a fight. There was drama that we didn't see on camera. There is, like, we get houses and a fucking vow renewal 15 minutes into the first episode. (laughs) They're hitting, like, gold star moments for the pilot episode of this. Truly. Truly. Okay, so we meet Jen... And her family first. She's got a husband who's a coach, a football coach at the University of Utah. Um, She is Tongan. She's from Hawaii. They have two sons together. They met in college. She says that, you know, people just assume that she's black because they don't know any difference. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting. So she was raised Mormon. Her husband, Sharif, is Muslim. Mm-hmm. And she basically admitted that she had not ever really thought about racism against black people until five years into their marriage. <laughs> that was so shocking to hear. <laughs> I was like, until five years later, I was like, excuse me? Pardon moi? I already had the kids. <laughs> so she wanted him <laughs> to convert to Mormonism. And he was like, fuck no. He didn't even accept black people into the faith until the seventies. And she was like, huh? <laughs> That's something to look at. <laughs> like, I guess you're right. Huh? <laughs> so assalamu alaikum bitches. She converted to Islam. Great. <laughs> um, the scene of them eating breakfast and her telling her teenage son, I think his name was Omar. Like, you know, if you kiss a girl, guess what? You can get herpes, probably AIDS. And they're like, no, no, that can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> no, so this scene, so I didn't love the breakfast scene just because it did do like one of the like, just like introductory like housewife tropes that I just kind of hate. I'm just like, Ooh, don't talk about that at the breakfast table. Mom's crazy. Yeah, it was definitely she was trying to give us like overly involved mother. Like, I really care about my children. And mm-hmm. oh, Reefy, you're going to doctor school or something, whatever the fuck he's doing. Like, oh, <laughs> he's 
want you to work even though you're what 28 or something like how old was that child um it was a weird start um because i actually don't know if a lot of people i mean they might especially like people like us maybe i don't know but uh, the reason like that first scene kind of like was weird for me because one thing that i know that i I was realizing was that this is the first franchise in a while where they went into this knowing they were cast as real housewives. True. And so that's what I was scared of because I didn't want them to be like on or too aware of what they were doing because with Dallas and Potomac, they filmed their entire first season. And then after that was whenever they like re-edited the show to be housewife franchises. That is a really great point. I yeah, because, like, Dallas was supposed to be a spinoff of Ladies of London called Ladies of Dallas. Like a charity-based. Yeah, and it was a charity-based reality show. And then Potomac was about the manners and your class, like, your classy etiquette and all of that. And then, like, after they filmed everything, that's when, like, oh, wait, no, let's sh- these are real housewife shows now. And so with yeah. this one, they went into it knowing they were housewives. So that's why, I, like, I was apprehensive about it. Because I was like, oh, so they, like, are going to be on from the moment that we see them yeah and so like with that first scene that's what i was like oh shit it's already happening in this breakfast scene it will quickly quickly turn itself around <laughs> from here on out but yeah that was my first impression i was like oh no she's doing like the mom's so wild and overly involved thing um but anyways continue <laughs> i don't want to out who told me this but we both know this person and this person informed me that that is not her real home, that Coach Sharif could never afford a house that large. This is an Airbnb home that they rented. That the is show. actually, go. I was going to tangent into that later, going back to the Real Housewives of Dallas of it all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she, so I remember when, because so it was uh, exposed by Brandy and Stephanie because they have a podcast together. And I was listening to an episode and Brandy didn't even mention her by name, but it was like right whenever Salt Lake City started filming and Brandy's like on the on mic was like, oh, did you know that one of them is actually renting from my friend's winter home? (laughs) And then that leak, she didn't mention Jen's name at all, but Jen exposed herself by like posting that audio clip in her Instagram story saying like, fuck you, Brandy, I'm coming for you for lying to people like this. Oh and then everyone's God. like, she didn't say her name. You just, you, you just exposed yourself. Hold on yourself. Wow. I love that. Yeah. So it was like one of Brandy's friends home that she was renting out. Ooh, girl. <laughs> and then an accidental like expose on yourself is like really tragic. <laughs> tragic. <laughs> just like, how dare you put me on blast? And everyone's like, dude, she did not mention your name once. <laughs> That is hilarious. Yeah, Jen strikes me as somebody who's so I don't I don't think it's I think self-aware is giving her too much, but she's very like controlled in her image. Mm-hmm. I think that's I know it's gonna come back and bite her on the ass. Oh if she doesn't, yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. Um because she, wa- she wants this so badly. Very bad. And uh, I mean, all of them do just for even doing it. But yeah, she, she's obviously the one where like, oh, she's she's ready to play ball here. And it could go either way. It's either going to like work out really great or there's going to be a moment where she just like falls on her ass. Yeah. And she's going to have to get a team of people to really keep her from falling on her ass. 
she 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 was like wilding on twitter like last night oh my God. did you see them on watch what happens live that was so insane like at that point like my edible that i took was like in full force and I was just on my couch with my hands on my head, just like, oh, my God, who is wrangling these people? Like, <laughs> Just like it was just so it was just chaos. And Andy was just like, uh, 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 sure, go ahead. <laughs> like, literally throw six cats in a warm bath and see what happens. It was just a complete nightmare. And then Jed was like, Andy, don't you mute people? Can you mute? And he's like, no, not for you. <laughs> Absolutely not. I barely know your name, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so next we meet Heather Gay. So she owns a beauty lab and laser business. And she kind of is the one I think who give us some gives us the most information about Mormonism. Yeah. Yeah. Like just very just like, oh, shit. OK, we're really going to talk about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, for sure. She opens the curtain quick she basically says that this was a cash grab for her and because mormons are so uh, centered on perfection and that's like part of the religion is attaining perfection so like having a cosmetic surgery business which is yeah that perfection is attainable is like written into what you're like learning as a religion yeah yeah so she starts off saying, like, you know, the business started off with nothing, and now we're worth $20 million. But it's like, then we find out what her real backstory is financially. <laughs> it's like, well, what is that? <laughs> what, what, let's define that. So I want to shout out to Ray Sani because she was live tweeting as she watched today. And she said, you know, not to be mean or anything, but who looks at Heather and then decides to get treatments at her <laughs> and i mean listen (laughs) that's so ruthless (laughs) but But i respect it (laughs) (laughs) because like i feel like i'm gonna stand heather but like we have to stand in our truth and i'm not gonna act like this lady doesn't look like a lion because she does a lion (laughs) but i love her and so heather like really strong jawline yeah, a lot of things are strong there. So, <laughs> so then she basically talks about her family. She says that she was married up until five years ago. Mm-hmm. Her ex-husband has this crazy story about how his grandfather was Howard Hughes's driver when Howard Hughes came to Utah and his henchmen. And then when he died he ended up giving them the equivalent of like billions of dollars worth of money a huge portion of his estate and like i said she described herself as a purebred mormon her family came like out on the wagons and they've been there ever since so everybody in her family has married a mormon person there's nobody who's been outside of the mormon faith yeah this is when i knew we were going, we were like firing on all cylinders. Just, I was just like, what the fuck is this Howard Hughes story? Excuse, what? <laughs> Billions of dollars? What is happening? I would, like, I was just like, every single sentence was escalating and sounded fake. <laughs> like, I was just like, there's no way. <laughs> Something that somebody who would tell you on like, you know, you would 
see them on the corner and then they would just start talking to you in the middle of a sentence and be like, my father, my grandfather knew how to use. And you're like, okay, yeah, sure. And then, you know, yeah, it, out of pocket, you <laughs> know, them billions of dollars. <laughs> so then she says, you know, basically that she is the outcast of her faith, that everything she loves Anything from the LGBTQ community to black dick to mm-hmm. sex and drinking are pretty much all against the Mormon faith. So that's great. Love that for you. <laughs> um, don't know what to say about that. <laughs> that was that was one of my first like because th- this is like, again like how her this confessional of her just kept escalating because you're like what Howard Hughes pioneers billions of dollars she loves black men and gay and, and homo- she's a homosexuals and she goes <laughs> those things are not aligned with the Mormon Church I was just like what okay <laughs> I was just like what is this what am I, I this is what I was like I just don't know what I'm watching anymore but I'm gonna let it play out because that was because like right like because Jen's confessionals are fine but like this one I was just like oh I don't think we've ever seen like just real candidness like this it, yeah in a franchise so soon yeah I she was really I think Heather is what Jen would like to be Like, I I see Heather, even though, like, nothing about what she said was relatable, Mm -hmm. I think her more relatable and less curated. Yes, yes, yes. Wild. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, man. Uh, Let's move on to Meredith. So we had eyes on the outside of her house, and I thought it was like a municipal building. Like, what the fuck was that? I've yeah, never... we're going to the library. <laughs> right. Like, I thought we open the doors, and there would be a receptionist in the front. <laughs> the most ugliest house I've ever seen in my life. I could not believe it. They've lived in Utah for seven years. She's from Chicago. She's Jewish, but she's mormon by choice they keep calling her mormon 2.0 she has kids she's got this husband who works mainly in chicago but for some reason they decide to split their time between utah and chicago she's got her 20 year old 21 year old son brooks who very obviously took off of school because he wanted to be on the show (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah um when we when she get introduced and like we get into her house i was like oh she lives in like an abandoned mall right <laughs> just because like that weird just like glass staircase in the middle yeah and i was like this is a food court it, <laughs> from the 80s you're exactly from the 80s i'm gonna get like uh, a chinese food sample <laughs> from a little cup. <laughs> um, um, yeah i do have to respect brooks for straight up like oh no my mom's a housewife i'm staying home this semester right I'm ready for the cameras. I'm ready for the spotlight. <laughs> do I necessarily stand Brooks. I do not. A lot of people do. I and know. I think I need to reserve a whole reserve. I'm gonna reserve a little bit of energy for him. Yeah. I I've, I've been burned so many times before. <laughs> I think um I'm gonna read a text real quick from my friend Connor. We were talking yesterday and he was like I was like, um, I don't stand him. He goes, no, he's absolutely tragic. He let his mom go to a party dressed like a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Fair. Yeah, there we go. That's my stance on it. Uh, okay, so let's <laughs> husband, shall we? Say that again? You broke up a little bit. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, let's talk about the husband. Seth. Oh, okay. So he... Do we think he's cheating or do we know that he's cheating? I think we know. I think we all know. Yeah. Because the, like his he's like mostly in Chicago. Yeah. This was giving me Gina and Matt living in LA while Gina's in the OC. It was giving <laughs> Kelsey and Camille Grammer. Like, you know, I mean, he even says at one point that he's overworked and undersexed. And... Yeah, and then she was like, hey, don't say that. And he goes, what? We got to be truthful. Also, side note, we're, like, already, even, like, two husband-wife confessional, like, duo confessionals was mm-hmm. crazy to see. Like, two yeah. separate, like, married couples, like, confessionals. Like, we don't ever get, we very, like, I think OC is the one that really does a duo Um, every now and then. Even but, though like, we get mostly husband confessionals in Jersey, we don't often see them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, right. And then this one, we already have two, like, side-by-sides. Which I'm like, hmm, I wonder how involved they're going to be later if we're already getting two of them in one episode. Right. Well, it looked like the premiere for, or the preview for the upcoming season, the rest of the season, looks like a lot of Meredith's storyline is going to be her issues with her husband. And her eyebrows. And... (laughs) 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 So next we meet Lisa. She is a husky voiced woman who also lives in the <laughs> house. That was the first note that I wrote. I just said Lisa, her voice. Her voice. And <laughs> the voice of an angel, the voice of an icon. <laughs> I, I know I can tell that voice has been places and she's uh-huh. to heights the likes of which we've never seen before. I'm going to say that already. <laughs> I agree with you. I was like, oh, this lady's lived a few lives. I mean, she basically lives on cheese and carbs. She's 105 pounds if she's anything. Like, she's from New York. She's brash. She says that she was Jewish, but not really raised religiously. And then they chose to be Mormon. And she and her husband own a liquor business. They own Vita Tequila, Ciudad Tequila, Ola Tequila. They're doing a vodka. 
she said something that I thought was so funny. She said, I'm sure Mormons care that I own a liquor company, but what's important is that I don't. <laughs> yeah, that was like, okay, she came to play. That's her soundbite. She got it, and it works. It works. It really works. Um, I wrote that it's psychotic that she had, like, those vocabulary words over her kids' beds. Yeah. Um, it but was the- a big block, and I didn't get the one for grit, but she had a big block, and it said hustle. And it said yeah. the definition, and it said hustle is the most important word ever. <laughs> Is that according to Merriam-Webster? Okay. <laughs> and then in the other son's room, it was, I didn't get to read what were the words under it, but it, like the word was grit. The second. <laughs> like, is she even going to make these kids fight each other somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, this was like, like triggering to me as a child of, a black child. I was going to say a child of black parents, but I'm also black. Um, <laughs> The fact that they went to go get food and they went to like seven different fast food places, like God. And the intro to that scene was so good because because she's just like, "I need a diet coke from Sonic." <laughs> I was like, "You know what? Same, honestly. <laughs> we all need a diet coke from Sonic." And then just yeah, just like the evolution of where they kept going. I was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> Whipping that Porsche through a Sonic, a Taco Bell, a fucking I mean, we got a Wendy's. I could not believe it. The fact that she got the fries from Taco Bell with the cheese dip. Yeah. <laughs> anymore. Like, I'm like, yeah, bitch. I love that for her. I want some, she's like, I want some taco fries and the little <laughs> cheese sauce. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, she also said, which I thought was so funny because I've never heard it put this way, but she works in luxury marketing, of which course. is a fake thing, but sure. Yeah. Those are just two words put together. They really are. <laughs> it's just her hobby. Yeah. So we find out that Jen and Heather are friends, and we find this out because Jen and her assistant, a 50-something-year-old man named Stuart, go to Beauty Lab, Heather's place, so Jen can get Botox in her armpits. Mm-hmm. Just refreshing. And... <laughs> Basically says she wants to have a birthday party for Meredith at the Shaw Chalet, which we hear about 70 more times over the course of the episode. It which just, is- they even just name tag it as often as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so funny because this is not even her real home. It's not her real home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So our first introduction to Whitney is on her what we are led to believe initially is her wedding day. They duped us. (laughs) They really duped us. And we find out it's actually a 10-year anniversary vow renewal to a man named Justin who was 18 years her senior. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) We know what that is. We Um, know what that is. I mean, I guess this is the, like, Salt Lake of it all, but, like, an outdoor wedding when it's 14 degrees outside could not be me. No. I'm like, I will meet you. I will watch from the inside where the reception, I will look out the window from the reception hall. And With then I'll be here waiting. Next to the heater. Like, yes. you kidding me? I was just like, everyone looks so cold and it's so windy. <laughs> I didn't see a heat lamp. Not a single one. <laughs> and they could afford at least one. At least one. Unless all the budget went to her $6,000 custom dress. 
Um, So we find out that their relationship started off real messy. Basically, the first time they got married, she was five months pregnant. She got married in her senior prom dress. The 50 people that attended all were like, fuck this. This is stupid. Nobody approved of it. Mm -hmm. They used to work together and they had like a secret love affair because they were both married. (laughs) That was another like gasp moment that I had of just the way they are telling these stories to have this just like real gut punch like endings. (laughs) I was just like, what? You told this long ass story about your whole love life and then just ended it with because we were both married with other people at the time. (laughs) And then just cut to the next scene. I was like, no, no, wait. Back up on that. (laughs) I would love to circle back. I've got seven questions right off the bat. Like as soon as like they get, yeah, as soon as like from get from the get go, it's just like a whiplash the entire time. I could not keep up. They really could have given us like a before they were housewives special before they did the premiere because I <laughs> know the full story. Yeah, I feel like we know nothing, but we've like we know everything. But this is just like the tip of the iceberg of everything <laughs> we've learned. So more connections because Heather and Whitney are cousins, and Whitney was excommunicated from the Mormon faith because of her relationship with Justin. But they've managed to make it work. People keep saying that Justin is hot. Okay. Maybe there were two Justins. I don't know. Because, like, I miss, I'm out sure. It's a Salt Lake thing, I guess. Um, And then we see Whitney's dad, Steve, and his girlfriend. And by the girlfriend, I mean that Ramon's wig that he had on his head. (laughs) No, I, I live in a world where that is a very real head of hair. And I will forever live in that world. (laughs) <laughs> i need it to be just so real <laughs> it was so it was so tough <laughs> it tough was tough it tough, was actually it was real tough um <laughs> i would just like i'll be damned if my dad is walking around looking like an idiot in a wig like that and i am the one who gets excommunicated like, <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> y'all are gonna let this play out this way okay fuck (laughs) off oh my gosh so because whitney basically has had a hard time this whole time this wedding is or the vow renewal is a much bigger we see her like go upstairs to change and one of her cousins we only see their legs we don't see this cousin's face i was so confused as to why the camera just didn't push up a couple feet just move over. Just because, yeah, because we just watch these legs have this very like. It was supposed to play as sweet, but I was just like, that was a weird, like stairway conversation. Just like, oh hey girl, sorry that I gave you hell for the past ten years of your marriage, but it's worked sorry. out. She, she literally just said like, sorry, and they left. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the bathroom now. See ya. And <laughs> then we see Whitney change into some Daisy Dukes and hop up on a stripper pole. Yeah, and again, it's like okay. <laughs> it, was a, it was a big fuck you to all her family members who told her that this wasn't gonna last. Like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna like just like bomb her house or something after this. <laughs> we have had enough of this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we get kind of a throwaway episode of Jen and Stuart planning the birthday party for Meredith. This is really just going to be Jen's party. Mm-hmm. Clearly. 
Um, and then we see Jen and Lisa and Meredith get together and Jen brings up, oh, like I went to lunch with Heather and she told me, Lisa, that you guys went to school together. Like y'all went to college together. Lisa's mm-hmm. basically like a, I don't know her, but from what I hear, she was kind of like a good, good time girl and kind of like lifts her shirt up like a, you know, like flashing motion, like a woo, mm-hmm. honor code, what? Like that kind of girl. So interesting. That's like our first strife of the season i would say yeah because i guess i mean we aren't that far into the episode but we really haven't seen all of them yet they save that for later but that's what i liked like the structure of this episode mm-hmm. because we do see like it's just like the first like half of three quarters even is just like introducing these women but also just like they're all doing their own things they all have not been in a group yet this whole episode yeah so and this I, is like the first like shit talk session that we really get. And I love that. I love yeah. it. And, and it's funny because like it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, yeah, they know what they're doing. Because they're like, so we heard about this, you know, that that whole housewives cadence of like, all right, let's have a shit talk sesh yeah. about an event coming up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, it's it felt like a pickup scene to me, like. We have to like create. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So then we get Whitney and Mary meeting up. And would this be a good time to talk about Mary? Because I have a whole other page of notes. <laughs> that's what I, I. That's what I was excited about because I'm like, I wonder where we're gonna place Mary in this conversation. Oh lordy, lordy, lordy! Because so- I'll tell you with. Um, with everything like the deep dive like that you were the stuff that you tagged me in today i mm-hmm. haven't had a chance like i knew about it maybe like a week ago maybe two weeks ago just about her whole church situation but i haven't had a chance to really deep dive into it so when you do get into it i will let you lead the way and let learn i'll learn from you what you learned okay so let's just start off by what she presents to us on the show okay Whitney's basically like, everybody knows about how Mary got with her husband. And we're, Whitney's saying, you know, Mary's so fabulous. You always see her with a label. She always looks so good. Here she is in a sparkly beret. And And, um, Mary says, I've been married for 21 years. She also gets a talking head with her husband. Mm Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, it was, and she's stumbling this whole time. She's like, you know, it was like a, like a, like an arranged marriage. And it was kind of in my grandma's will for us to get married, which I don't know if like you were born going to church, but like, to me, what I thought she was saying was like, it was in her will in the religious way. Not like it was literally in her will and Testament, like that was just what she wanted. Like, I don't oh, think I see. That's interesting. Like, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. the way she said it just felt very churchy to me. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yeah. So then Robert says, "My wife told me that she wanted me to marry one of her girls because they would be able to take care of me," which is disgusting (laughs) (laughs) i think that's such a weird thing to say i I, uh, okay (laughs) 
this took me an hour to kind of disseminate and piece together because there were a lot of rumors. And I just want to say, mm-hmm. like, don't boo, don't sue me. All of this is alleged. All of this All is alleged things I've seen. I mean, I did go through a couple court documents, but for the most <laughs> part, all of these are rumors. <laughs> so here are the this key is the comedy players. podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> here are the key players in this story. So we have Mary, the housewife. Mm-hmm. We have Mama, who is Mary's late grandmother. We have Robert, who is Mary's step grandfather slash now husband. And we have a lady named Rosalind, who is Mary's. I could not figure out what her relation is to Mary. But okay. it's definitely Mama's child. So I don't know if this is her mom or it's her aunt. One of the two. Got it. So the Bravo profile on the website says about Mary, with a penchant for God, couture, and only the finest champagne, Mary Cosby is a Pentecostal first lady who inherited her family's empire of churches, restaurants, and more. The caveat in her taking over the family business was that she married her late grandfather's second husband, Robert Cosby Sr. They've been married for 20 years and have one teenage son together. So, here's the origin story of the church. Mama is originally from Indiana. She had four kids in the 60s. About uh, 1960, Mm. at the age of 29, she says that God told her that she had to move to Salt Lake City. So she took buses and she hitchhiked and she even walked to get there. Once they got there, she took all the kids too, her four kids at the time. They opened the church in their living room. So at that point, 13 years later, she's 42. She meets Robert, who is 22 years younger than her. And they end up founding this faith temple together. They're married from 1975 to 1997. In the 80s, they opened their, like, first big church. And so 1997, she was about 65. He was about 42 or 43 or something. She had a heart attack and died. At this point, she's now a multimillionaire mama. So she's got all this money left. So Rosalind, her daughter, over the years has made all these claims against Robert. The first one of them being that Robert murdered mama. That's, I did read a little bit of that one. (laughs) (laughs) So it got to the point where they had to exhume her body because she died at a, um, a vacation home that they had in Florida. So she was buried in Florida. So they had to go all the way down to Florida, exhume her body and everything was fine. They found that she died of natural causes, but Rosalind was not done with that. She has sued him multiple times over the years for forging documents, for claiming property that she had. He put it in his name other things she ended up getting 1.2 million dollars from one of the lawsuits so (laughs) somehow things escalate from here and they get even crazier so we have another player that needs to enter the ring and that person's name is dana so like i said mama dies in 1997 Mm -hmm. 
Mary swoops in to take care of Robert. It is like the talk of the church to the point where Robert, who is like the head pastor, is having to say, like, this is not weird. Stop talking about us. She's just here to care for me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, and even Mary's husband doesn't care. So this other player in the scene is Dana Harris, Mary's husband. So she's married at the time that Mama dies. She's spending all this time taking care of Robert. I'm using quotes here. At his home, spending so much time at the house, blah, blah, blah. And Dana and Mary get divorced. And why did they get divorced? Because allegedly, one day during a church service, Robert announced that he was going to allow Mary to divorce Dana because Dana was forcing Mary to quote, perform unclean sex acts, meaning oral. (laughs) And he kicked Dana out of the church. So they get a divorce. And then Robert calls this, like, family meeting with all of Mama's uh, children and all the kids in the church. And he basically says, I want to have this prayer session. I have this, like, big question and I'm trying to figure out if it's a yes or a no. So, like, let's pray as, as a family mm-hmm. and figure this out. He does not tell them what this question is. So everybody basically is like, oh, well, the answer is yes. <laughs> like, great. Of course. <laughs> so the question is, should I allow, should I just marry Mary? And everybody's like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Except for. I thought you wanted to, like, donate some money to somebody or build a wing of a church. No, he wanted to marry his (laughs) step-granddaughter. So everybody was like, all right, I guess, except for Rosalind and her husband, Mark. So Rosalind and Mark try to, like, do a coup on the church so they can take it over from Robert. But it doesn't end up working. So they end up taking half of their congregation and doing another church called like Mama's Temple or something. And then we have this like family temple over here with Mary and her new husband, Robert. It's a disaster. <laughs> this is like a like 20 episode hour like podcast. Right? <laughs> this is a lifetime movie. Like serial, <laughs> get on this. Seriously. (laughs) So it is crazy. So then there is a person who went on Reddit and was making all these allegations about how they and their family were all part of this church and how basically it's a cult. Yeah. And and so that's the little bit that I knew that like someone like there's there's a lot of people out there or a couple of people like out in their church, like trying to expose them. Mm hmm. Yeah. Because of the whole like they're they're the housewife starting up like wait a second we have tea and so like i skimmed over that so that's the part i knew that there was some sort of like cult development happening exactly so the tea is that basically the members of the church have been brainwashed to believe that mama the grandmother was god with a capital and now they've been led to believe that not only rosalind and her new church are also God. So those congregants over at the new church believe that Rosalind is God. And now Robert and Mary have brainwashed the rest of the congregants into believing that mama has passed down 
god the, into the, the godness. Yes. <laughs> so wow. It's a whole thing. People are just <laughs> out their feet. They are not they're basically beholden to the church. They're not allowed to get on the internet. They can have cell phones, but they have to have them available at 24-7 to Mary and Robert. Mm-hmm. They are to give half of their income. Basically, their whole lives are work and church. And basically, like people, like I said, bow to them. They have to praise their name. If they're not available 24-7, they get iced out and they get ridiculed from the rest of the church. They're not allowed to speak to people who end up leaving the church, even if they're family members. Just, you know, classic cult shit. God, that's wild. That's just so wild. wild. (laughs) So the last part is this person said that a few years ago, Mary and Robert ended up leaving the church for three years. The reason for that was because they said that Mary had some kind of illness, some sort of like boils growing on her body that required hundreds of thousands of dollars in surgeries. And when she comes back three years later, she has significantly lighter skin, new teeth, uh, a new nose, (laughs) lost weight. She has, um, what? oh, she had blonde hair, which apparently she had told the members of the church that they could not have blonde hair because they were not to look anything like white people. <laughs> so it's been a whole thing. Um, so Mama died in 1997. Robert and Mary have been married since 1998. Um, Mary was 25 when she got married. So now she's around 47 and Robert's around 68 years old. And that's the tea. That's the tea on them. I want to talk to the teenage son. <laughs> right? <laughs> her, from what I've seen of her Instagram, and I'm probably already blocked at this point, it's unwell. It's very strange. She's the kind of person who hashtags, hashtags like every word, like hashtag Jesus, hashtag is, hashtag the, hashtag recent, <laughs> hashtag for, hashtag the, hashtag so Jesus. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, she's labels, labels, labels. She's, oh, I mean, there are like a few pictures of her from before these surgeries and Mm -hmm. i mean it's undeniable undeniable oh that's so interesting i really want to check those out yeah i mean you're it's like looking at a completely different person so i'm on her instagram now yeah she looks like her first post was like in 2017 yeah i so everything before then is a mystery yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i would love to talk to her son i oh man Oh man, it's it's a whole thing. So let's get back to the show. So Oh yeah, I forgot that's what we're doing. Not uncovering <laughs> some dark Mormon mystery. <laughs> so basically, you know, they get like kind of the women's opinions about her marriage and Jen's like, I don't give a shit if that's your real grandfather, your step grandfather, like that shit is weird. Mm-hmm. Agree. So Whitney gets a text from Jen 
about this party that she's having. And she's like, oh, maybe I should not have told you about this because I don't think Jen really wants you there. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Then we find out the reason why Jen doesn't want Mary to come is because she told friends that Jen smelled like hospital. (laughs) Hospital. (laughs) Are you kidding? I mean, of all of the things, I... (laughs) We've had cheating spouses. We've had... I mean, we've had everything under the sun with this goddamn franchise. (laughs) And I, like, fully suspiria like, back-cracking on my ground. (laughs) Just like when she said, because she smells like hospital. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) It's like she doesn't smell like a hospital. She just smells like hospital. That that was so, so specific too to really phrase it a hundred times as she smells like hospital. <laughs> it killed me. It is the funniest thing I have heard in so long. I could not believe it. So Mary tells the story of like we were waiting on Jen at a restaurant. She came in. She hugged me. And she laid all on me, like she says. And she was like, I was like, oh, oh, like, basically, she keeps saying, like, I was trying to keep my composure. But, you know, she smelled like hospital. And the hospital is like a really dark place for me. And so she makes it into this whole, like, emotional, traumatic thing that she just can't (laughs) smell a hospital. Like, and she says, like, you know, if the worst thing happened to me, I would never go back to the hospital. And then we hear from Jen a horrible, <laughs> heartbreaking story about the reason she was in the hospital. Whiplash that, again. <laughs> the, I mean, she was her aunt was having troubles and had to get both legs amputated. What? <laughs> Just um, I was. <laughs> I mean, since we're yeah, since we're here, because I was going to bring this up when they were fighting at the end, but like. The way she phrases it when she confronts her, she was like, and then my aunt had to get her legs amputated at the last minute. <laughs> like the last my minute. God. A last minute double leg amputation. <laughs> like, again, I need the backstory. <laughs> oh my God. Mary, yeah. Mary keeps claiming that it, the scent of the hospital, or excuse me, the scent of hospital gives her all these dark memories. And Anyway, we find out that Jen did invite Mary, but only because Meredith put her on the guest list. Crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. So then we see Jen try to put together this party. And yes, you guys, I did actually look up the microphone that she had. <laughs> it's fifteen ninety nine. I will put the link in the description. Good, good, good. Full microphone. <laughs> whenever Um, she pulled it out in her confession i was like oh god we're doing prop comedy prop work yeah (laughs) oh my gosh oh lord she looks she's dressed like cadet kelly with that hot pink beret (laughs) i I, (laughs) just believe unbelievable heather shows up as like everything's coming together oh she did say that was something that was so funny to me she's like you know when the microphone comes out you know shit's getting real and it's bad but also i do use this for sexual role play so just so you know <laughs> it's it's there there's many purposes for this mic 15.99 is she's getting every cent out of it <laughs> oh my gosh she so heather shows up 
And she's pissed about Lisa saying, like, she didn't know who she was. Heather is really feeling some type of way about this, but she went from, like, one end of the pendulum to the other. Like, first she's upset because she feels like maybe it's, like, a very insecure thing. Like, she feels like maybe Lisa thinks that Heather isn't good enough, so she's just Mm -hmm. pretending not to know her. And then when Jen says, like, oh, she called you, like, a good time gal, then she gets upset because she's, like, I wish I could have been a good time gal. Do you know, like, I wouldn't get, I would have given anything to go back to college and be a slut, basically. (laughs) Give it the old college try. (laughs) I would have done everything differently. I really loved that she was like, I was not a slut, but I would give anything to go back and turn back time and be one. Okay. Let (laughs) let the record show. (laughs) Let the record. Some people will never want that again. (laughs) It's all I want. It's all she was so passionate about it too. She said that shit with her whole chest. (laughs) She's like, I want to hoe so bad. You have no idea. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So then we go back to Meredith's house and it's her birthday. Seth from Chicago surprises. Meredith with all these disgusting rose petals and that it looks so tacky ugly it was hideous I did laugh because when he was like doesn't that look like a coffin (laughs) (laughs) and Brooks was like that's terrible but like well he was right (laughs) he was absolutely I was like yeah that's what I thought it was (laughs) and here's where I had to side eye Heather a bit is because Seth said it looked like a Prince music video and Brooks had no idea he's like I don't know who that is yeah, and so that's just bad parenting. That really is at that point. Then, then you—that's uh, how I knew they've lost control. Right. <laughs> you know, reeling this one back. It's difficult to not know who Prince is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah. I mean, Seth is in Chicago. Some of the ladies are talking about how, like, they would never. Like their husbands would never get away with being away while they're while it's their birthday, which you know, maybe. Yeah, I felt two different ways about it because, like, I watched the episode twice. Because one, I was like, "Well, if they're really establishing if he's really that busy, then and if he's really gone that much, then I guess this makes sense." But also, like, just like the pettiness in me was also like, "Yeah, fuck that!" Like, why are you not here on my goddamn birthday? Especially when we're filming. Yeah, like I just got this and I got a whole ass TV show and this shit is fun. Where are you? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We got to keep up appearances here. Mm -hmm. So then we get to the party. So I'm sorry to your friend. Sorry to that man. But I loved her dress. I thought it was so fun. <laughs> I thought it was so camp. I even looked up what it was, and it is a Christian Cowan. He did a collaboration with the Powerpuff Girls. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I... so... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's it's the um it's one of their dresses. They did the pink, blue, and green. Um which one is the pink one? Bubbles? That's Blossom. Blossom? Okay. So who's the blue one? Bl- Bubbles. Bubbles is blue, right? I think so. Megan. Oh my Trainor. God. Everyone's yelling at us right now. Um, I'm blanking because I actually have never oh. actively thought of this. <laughs> I really could just look it up. 
Which one of the Powerpuff Girls? Okay, so what the point is that <laughs> that Megan Trainer was dressed up as one of them, and the pink one, Blossom. Okay, so Nikita dress Nikita Dragon. She's a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. Was dressed up as Blossom. She she had the pink dress. Bubbles was Megan Trainer, and then some other chick was Buttercup. Um, I I really liked the dress. I thought it was so much fun. I didn't and like, I like the shade of pink that it was. I think that was my biggest issue, was that I just didn't like that shade. Fair. Just okay. I'm just by nature a more like of a muted tone kind of person. Fair, but I feel like if you're gonna go with like a full gorilla feather sleeve, you know, it's like when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Just take it to the take it to the hoop or whatever. <laughs> exactly, like. you're right. <laughs> uh, so okay. Mary is wearing some green concoction that she says is Valentino straight off the runway. And I just feel like <sighs> once, once I see your black bra straps under the dress, like, I don't really care what designer it is. You wore it wrong. Yeah, that's what's so funny. And she's like one of those people. And it sucks because it was it's so it's like that trope of like you can be wealthy and you can buy all the designer shit you want. But that it still doesn't mean you can't fucking dress yourself. Elegance is learned, my friend. It's so learned, and I think Mary was a little busy to really learn. She's got so much chaotic energy, and it comes out in the way she dresses. Yeah, oh, that's exactly right. (laughs) It was so much luck, and I don't, yeah, like, I don't care that it costs you probably at least $8,500, like, it it doesn't matter to me. She was tangled in something. Like yes. that's how it like that's how it like fit her frame. Like she just looked like she was just like tangled in a ball of tulle. And she had these like gloves, like the just the palm gloves, like the fingerless gloves. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Like a 2003 Britney glove. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was truly her against the music. And <laughs> um yeah, she just she irks me. She really does. I really don't care for Mary. Um, so then we get this clip of a lady named Sarah, who's Jen's friend, question mark. But she Ooh, looks I like, was, yeah. <laughs> looks like Busy Phillips' tether. So I was, you know, watching this live. I did stan her for about five minutes before the internet, like, dug up her Instagram. Yep. Yep. And Queen Sarah is queen of Q and is a full Trump head. <laughs> like, late, like in the bio, strong Q. Capital queen. letters. <laughs> like, Trump train 2020. Emojis. Yeah, I was like, oh, there it is. There it yes, is. Yes, there it is. So sorry to burst everyone's bubbles. She is unstanworthy. Yeah, there's just, you can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. <laughs> So let's move on. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's move on. <laughs> so then we see Meredith and Brooks. They show up to the party, and Meredith gives her eyes on that just pathetic flower wall that says the Shah Chalet. It looks it so was, bad. It was so tired. Like they just like, were so tired. Like even like physically and literally tired. And that was like the last thing they had to put together for the day. <laughs> It looked like, like doing, like I grew up in Georgia and we would have these like fall festivals where there would be like a parade down the main street. And Mm -hmm. I used to be a cheerleader and we used to have to make these like floats, but it really, it was like some chicken wire on somebody's Ford F-250. Yeah. With like a trailer hatch at the the back. Yeah, exactly. You'd put like tissue paper and it would make like a paw print because we were the wildcats. Like that's what it looked like. Like she probably spent so much money on that. And it looked like all the flowers were like wilted, even though it was like a good 25 degrees outside. Like there was no. (laughs) Like this was just like a homecoming disaster. Truly. Because like Truly. It, you couldn't tell what it said from far away. You had to get real close to be like, oh, there's le- these are letters. <laughs> yeah, like I guess it says chalet because it looks like an L and a T. And I guess, <laughs> and it felt like just, an afterthought. All, like, it's Stuart like had to be home. Like Stuart was fixing all that up and he was supposed to be home by seven and it's like 1130 at night. He's like, I just want to finish this fucking wall. <laughs> I should have been home five hours ago. I'm starving. Just done. There's no food here because nobody really lives here. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about the shirtless men? Those like <laughs> hairless, beefy men who were like 40. Who were those like, men? Heather immediately just wanted to fuck with. Like, just like, she was like, oh, I was like, they're about to have sex right now. <laughs> like, let me put this meatball lollipop in my mouth. <laughs> just how many legs and like probably several hours worth like it's meat what do you mean Please <laughs> i don't know oh gosh um so heather wants to confront lisa about the fact that she may or may not know her but lisa's walking around as heather describes like joan collins with her arms out of her fur coat and it's just like telling everybody how good they look even mary so you know and she's lying as hell (laughs) then we see jen getting her armpit sprayed with deodorant in her glam room by her makeup artist she shows up 40 minutes late to the party that is not for her it's for meredith (laughs) (laughs) does this whole entrance there are tongan dancers there's a tongan guy coming out of a cake and even the producers are like, what do all these Tongan people have to do with Meredith? She's like, 
Uh, nothing. It has everything. No, to do. no. She's like, no, what, are you, what aren't you getting? The answer is nothing. Yeah. You were there. You saw. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was talking. So what are you asking? <laughs> uh, what a disaster. Oh, my gosh. So then. Was her name, was Meredith's name even anywhere in the party? I don't think like, so. Not even just like a party city, like letter banner. Um, no, I think there was an M in no, because that was the one that was still at her part at her house. Yeah, that was the the rose gift. Nope, no, there was. I would have just stayed home. <laughs> right. <laughs> Save that dress for another occasion. Yeah. <laughs> Jen barely acknowledged that Meredith was even there. I yeah, uh, like I the second time watching, like before the entrance, I was like, wait, I don't even think she like talks to her, right? <laughs> I think there was a quick hug, and that yeah. was like, like a speech, happy birthday, a cake. Can we get a cake come out? Like a welcome everyone to Meredith's birthday party, but no. It's... <laughs> oh my gosh. So then we get the end of the episode. Incredible. Just an incredible scene between Jen and Mary to discuss their drama. Mary starts off by saying, you know, I had 12 surgeries to remove my odor glands. <laughs> well, <laughs> again, this show is psychotic. It's like the shit that comes out of their mouths. I was like, excuse me, what? Not a hint of irony. Just face value. Like I was getting my odor glands taken out. It was the darkest time of my life. She said she died twice. <laughs> they lost me twice. On the table. <laughs> they lost me twice on the table. Oh, Mary. <laughs> I would just look at the camera and be like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> Are y'all hearing this? Are y'all I can't, this? What do you want me to do? Just tell me. I, I, can't, I can't sit here anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Jen says again, you know, my aunt got her legs amputated at the last minute. <laughs> And rather than Mary being at all contrite or apologetic, she was like, well, who told you that? Who told you I said that? And Jen's like, well, Carrie did. And so again, rather than apologizing, she's like, well, Carrie needs to come over here and explain to me what would tell you that I said that. It's like, it's not Carrie's fault. I love that these, like, I hope that we're seeing seeds of these, like, friend ofs. Yeah. Because I would like to see more of her. Carrie and her hair jewelry, come over. (laughs) Uh, At one point, there's some guy trying to give, I think, Mary's, or Jen's uh, nephew, I think she said. He was, he looked like 48 years old, a hairless man (laughs) with meatballs. Carrie comes over and Mary's like, I want to know what the point is in you telling Jen what I said. And Carrie's like, well, because Jen's my friend. And Mary goes, well, you smell like hospital too. So what about it? (laughs) (laughs) How how is that a response? (laughs) It's not. (laughs) It's. (laughs) Why? That's what I, I like. I, if I was Carrie, I would look at the camera and be like, "What do you want me to do with this?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then she goes, "I just smelled hospital. That's all." 
And then she makes Carrie go away. She's like, okay, you're done here now. Like, I don't want to, like, excuse yourself. Get out of here. <laughs> and then Jen goes, well, it's just that, like, my aunt is like a mother to me. Like, can't you try to be a little bit understanding and realize how insensitive you're being? And Mary's like, well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> And then Mary goes to, in an interview, she says, I don't know what you want me to do about your aunt. Her legs are gone. Why are <laughs> your legs cut off at 60? That means your diet's bad, you know? Just like, she didn't eat right. Like, drink water. <laughs> like, just forget it. <laughs> Again, I was losing my mind. I was like, did she just say her mom died, like got gangrene or something? <laughs> <laughs> like some Oregon Trail shit just happened to her aunt. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my god. She's, so She's like, I do not know what you want me to do about these legs because you did smell like hospital. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Your grandma but, should have drank more water or aunt, excuse me. <laughs> and maybe you wouldn't smell like hospital. So maybe you should apologize to me. Maybe your aunt should apologize to me for not drinking more water. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, Jen ends up getting so pissed off that she goes behind a door and she's like, don't fucking respect, disrespect my family. And that was the end of the episode. I mean, unbelievable. Cinema. It was over and I just sat there and I was just like, I wish like, because I was watching it live and I was just like, I, I don't want Watch What Happens to play right now. Just I need like five minutes. <sighs> and then I see like see them coming up next. And I was like, I need I need to step away for a second before I start another chapter on Watch What Happens. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch the rerun in an hour, in an hour. <laughs> that was so wild I mean were there any real standouts from watch what happens because they Danny made them play a lot of games about like mm -hmm. superlatives and agree or disagree I mean the standouts for me was Jen's like Cruella DeVille matching hat with the outfit her microphone the her mic came back the mic was back mary is clearly still hating jen very much mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> they so, weren't hiding that at all she was like oh no so we know they're gonna end the season just like still feuding yeah completely like mary was sick of her <laughs> and it's so they're both sick of each other's shit but they're so demented that like it's it's a it's like a, a level of feud because of what the reason what the reasons are we'll never experience that never I've, never <laughs> that will not be a feeling that we will ever have because of why they're feuding <laughs> so out of 10 what do you give the premiere i gotta say i was thinking about this i will give it i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten I agree. Yeah, it was because because I I'm scared that we saw so much so quickly. I'm really scared of it fizzling out after several episodes. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, because like, that's kind of like the danger you have with starting something new and just going like, you know, full throttle from first frame to the last frame. So I'm yeah. hoping that you know this franchise does live up to the first episode and carries that throughout. That's the yeah. only reason I knock it down out of a perfect 10 because I'm like, oh, what if the next episode's like a fucking dud? Yeah, and I'm also giving them a point off for being so late. 
they they can't this 10 o'clock is killing me it's too late to air new programming that is true okay so i was having trouble with that because so people who don't know who don't listen to like troy liz's podcast i live in los angeles i'm from texas but i watch tv like through my parents cable login Mm, nice. And so I see, like, I watch Central Time feed here. Oh, that's nice. It's it's really nice. So, like, what Texas is watching is what I'm watching. So, like, I still don't know what time things start California time. <laughs> and I was texting a friend who was watching the show live, like, on, on like, the West Coast. He's like, I can't believe this starts at 10. I was like, what? I saw it a couple hours ago. I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, not realizing, like, oh, 10 o'clock. That's, that's crazy. I thought, like, something was on before. It, well, it was Orange County. Oh, like, yeah. That's right. I didn't it's see Orange like, County. Like, who watches her, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> she was like, uh, yeah, I didn't see it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm hoping that this gives us like what Vanderpump did that year that we found out about Jackson Faith fucking because that was the first episode and mm-hmm. then it just continued to be consistently good that whole season. Yes. That's a really hard thing to maintain. It really is. And that's like why I'm like really apprehensive about where it's going to go. Yeah. I don't want to be let down, but I'm living, I'm having, I'm leaving some space in my brain to reserve that feeling in case in case is expected yeah um one of the things i wrote down which is funny Mm -hmm. because i forgot to bring up was also if no one knows who i am i am not i am not white and (laughs) one of the things i wrote was meredith and lisa's blind date friend like their friendship blind date is some serious white activity Because Meredith's yeah, like, Meredith's like, like, Lisa and I met on a friendship blind date. And I was like, a fucking what? <laughs> yeah, I should. Yeah, I issue disclaimers for having white men on my podcast before I even get into it. So y'all should have known that I didn't say anything. You should have known that he was not white. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people like have shared. We have shared listeners. True. Oh, you're like, we all follow the same people. And a lot of yeah. people chime I, in. I, yeah. So, do you have, like, a favorite housewife? Or is that too soon, too early to call? Um, are you, for Salt Lake? Yeah, or just one so, that you see as potential in, the one that you might be most interested in. Honestly, I'm really uh, excited to see more of um, Heather and Whitney. Mm-hmm. I think there's... There's something about Heather that I think is really funny. And I think Whitney's really funny, but she doesn't know that she's funny just because she's so not on this planet. Totally. Totally. <laughs> it's just like watching just like some alien interact with the world. Um, but honestly, like I I did really enjoyed um Heather and like and I liked the way she carried herself. I could be wrong later. But I was like, okay, I get her vibe and I can kind of get down with that. Even I, I totally if- agree. Yeah, even if Kara says that she is a lion. I, that's a compliment. <laughs> and <laughs> She's a very strong lion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I, I loved her energy. I really think, like, I'm looking forward to seeing more about her story. And I think 
She's going to be, like, good, honest. Like, she's going to give me what I want from, like, Emily Simpson. Mm. Um, yeah. But, like, without the Trump stuff. Yeah, yeah. I am out of the loop on like I, like sometimes I'll find myself out of the loop and I truly did not know that about Emily until like recently. It Which shouldn't just, be shocking, but I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's surprising, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I I watched an interview that Bronwyn did about the season, and I think this came out last week, and she basically was like, "I'm alone on an island." with regard to my beliefs on the show, she's like nobody backs me up. And it got to the point where she had to like have a talk with production about like, I can't be on the show because it's so bad. And that there, you know, it was a big, something that I knew already, but that there was going to be a big conversation about black lives matter and, you know, everything that happened over the summer. And oh, I do not want to see that play out on orange County. I know, I know. <laughs> it's going to be a big conversation between her and Kelly Dodd. And, you know, she has a son who, you know, we were sort of introduced, like, you know, him getting into drag. And now maybe I shouldn't say him. They are, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps trans and how she kind of had to have a conversation about, like, I don't, you guys aren't a safe space for me to talk about my kid. And she said that only Gina was like the only one who kind of respected that. Yeah. Really disgusting because that's a child. So yeah, I'm scared to see what happens for Orange County, but I'm excited about Salt Lake City. And I'll tell you right now, Lisa Rinna, Kyle Richards, Erica Jane, y'all better be shaking your boots right now because these women are giving it. Like, Days are numbered here. Numbered. <laughs> Most because, of them anyway. God, that's what sucks. Like, and then with Beverly Hills just being just consistently dud, dud-like, duddish. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I was watching this, and you can feel watching this first episode. It's just such a different and really refreshing energy than anything that we've seen all year from any franchise. For sure. For sure. So, Kyle, you better watch your back. Um, I'm ready for them to go. Me too. Like, I'm, like, ready. Like, I was really upset that they didn't do, like, a big cast shakeup after Denise left. Yeah. We just have... And I'm hearing rumors that Garcelle may have left. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm behind on that that rumor. Yeah, I think maybe she was just like, I'm not doing it. I'm on the reel now or whatever show. So peace. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you, Jay. This was a real treat. This was so much fun. I can't believe we finally did it. This is our first time ever <laughs> podding together. I know. Every time I see you talk to like Troy and Liz, I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, any, any time. I'm fully available to talk about anything love it tell everybody where they can find you so you can find me on instagram at my t- my handle is at not j reyna and if you don't follow me it's spelled j-a-y and reyna is r-e-y-n-a if you put an a there for r-a-y like ray you will not find me 
And so, yeah, find me there. And then Twitter is just at jrena. All right. You're really doing it big. Proud of you, kid. Love what you're doing in out in L.A. And I'm hoping... Thank you. I'm trying. I'm starving a lot. And my bank account is embarrassing. But (laughs) things are happening. (laughs) Very, very painfully slowly. I passed my one-year anniversary, so I'm still kicking here. You did it. Did it. Now, a couple, like, many, many anniversaries to come. I I hope that for you, too. And then I hope you, are you still entertaining the idea? Of moving? Yeah, because I remember you tweeted that, like, should I do it? And I was like, yes. I mean, at this point, I'm not seeing the point. But, you know, maybe if we can get any semblance of a normal life back. Yeah, that's true. Shout out to the government. (laughs) I often have to tell people, like, oh, yeah, there's nothing happening. There's no reason. They're not going to do anything when you get here. Oh, nope. So (laughs) stay in my ass here. Yeah, everyone who asks me, like, how's, like, when I talk to a family member or friend I haven't spoken to, I'm like, how's L.A.? And I'm like, well, I got six and a half months out of it before (laughs) March happened. (laughs) So it's good as that. fun from what I remember (laughs) and thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this I loved it it was a pleasure pure pleasure have a good one you too bye bye